This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Hey, take those sneakers off. No. Take them off, I said. No. Ah, let him go. We'll never catch him. Not in these shoes. I didn't take my sneakers off. I'm still Sneakers O'Toole. Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. Safer and Donovan. I'm D Jones. I got the ghost with me. As always, Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. It's a mad thing this week, man. What we got popping? Big week in Studio E. I remember a couple weeks ago, someone hit us in the post office hoping we'd get Vincent Alvarez on the show. Mm hmm. Little did he know at the time we'd already done the interview. Did we play Koi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so Vincent's in the building. Fucking girl chocolate camp legend. You know what I'm saying? Been doing it big for a hot minute now. Hyped to have him on the pod. Then we're taking y'all straight to the post office. And of course, wrapping it up with the rundown. And if the podcast ain't enough, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe on YouTube at The Bunt Live. And then head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. You know your boys are doing it for the people. Yes, and for all our patrons, it's almost box season. What is this, episode seven? Seven. Yeah, so when the season ends, we're going to do our uh, raffle again. Three boxes for the three different levels of patrons. So get excited, you know what I'm saying? It's box time, almost. <laughs> Last week, we had a very special event pop off on TheBuntLive.com. We had some new clothes, a couple t-shirts, a hoodie, snapback, and a toque. Man, it's almost all gone. We need another Oasis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get there while you can. I think we're, what do we got, a couple of hats left? Shit. A couple toques and a couple hats. Get there while you can is right, man. So you know what's up next. Go shout out of the week. Anytime this individual puts out footage, I have no choice. I have no idea who it is. The shout out. Well, it's not new footage. It's a behind the scenes. What are those things called? A rough cut. A rough cut of the one and only bunt favorite, Gustav Tonison. Got to go behind the scenes on his Adidas part. Actually, the wizard of sin. Go watch that. It's fucking 10 minutes of just not understanding what you're seeing, but loving it. Is it similar to Tom Snape's? It's all makes? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I'm, I different people this. must have edited those two ones, even though it's from the same video, because the Snape one was lazy as fuck. Sorry to whoever cut that up, but <laughs> this Gustav one is, yo, it's fucked. There's some new clips, too, that weren't in the part, and uh, it's a must-watch, hands down. The wizard, Gustav. We got to get him inside Studio E, yo. Sour Camp, man. Make that shit pop. We need him. He might be too shy, dog. Yeah. Well, you know, we can bring out the non-shy side in him. What is the word for non-shy? Outgoing? Yeah, we have bring out the outgoing side in Gustav. If anyone can do it, you can. Alright, we'll see. So like we said, we got Vincent Alvarez in the building. Strictly ATV type of man, you know, big time fakie game. 
the new veteran over in the girl chocolate camp, bringing them young bloods up. Vincent Alvarez. Let's get it popping, eh? We're going to take a quick 5, 10, maybe 15 minute break to destroy some pizzas real quick. What'd you order today? Well, you know I've been going ham on those Dr. Pepperonis, but I'm on a diet these days. So a couple large margarita pizzas and maybe a Napoli Dynamite just for shits and giggles. And of course, two pounds of wings. (laughs) Let's get it popping. Maker Pizza, the only crust of Satan. It's a hell of a diet you're on. Place your order at the Maker app or head in-store downtown at Queen and Spadina, uptown Avenue in Lawrence. Maddie, tell them what they can look forward to. This is literally the best pizza in the world. Now let's get into the interview, man. All right, let's get it popping. We got Vincent Alvarez in the building. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I was sweating a bunch out there, but I can't complain. Yeah, man, it's hot out there and it's cold up here, so we can't relate, but we can be jealous. <laughs> oh, man, hey, don't be jealous, though, about the air quality, because it's kind of shitty right here. Yeah, that's yeah, All true. them fires, man, it's crazy. We all got mm-hmm. our issues, I guess. So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. All right, my favorite skate moment will be when I first when I landed my first uh, fakie big spin off a curb. That's sick. I just remember it was nighttime after dinner, and I just remember going to the corner of where I live, and uh, just I didn't even know what that trick was called at that time. <laughs> and I just went up fakie backwards, whatever. I didn't even know it was fakie, probably, <laughs> and just fling the board. I just flinged it and like turned half cap and I landed on it and I was like, whoa, like this is weird. Like this is a trick. This is crazy. <laughs> so I landed on it and I slipped back, but I, I luckily I catch my fall. Mm-hmm. So I was stoked. I didn't get hurt, but at the same time I was stoked that I could like figure out any kind of trick just on mm-hmm. my own without anybody telling me anything. Did you think it was NBD at the time? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, no kids around my area were doing that trick. <laughs> Until I met up with this kid there, and then I saw him doing fakie big flips off the curb. Oh, oh hell no. Hell, I know. I was yeah, like, hey, I ain't skating with you no more, man. Yeah. Like, you're, you're too crazy. I'll find so, a new crew. <laughs> so I had to think of some new shit, but <laughs> that was changing because I didn't. I didn't really like, I, 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 I knew about a kickflip, of course, and tray flips yeah. and all that, but I never see anybody do a fakie big spin. So I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm stoked I could do something. So what did you, did you have to like do some research to find out what it was after? No, nah, I just kept doing them. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept doing them at night, like just by myself. Like, yeah, it feels good. feels good. And then uh, favorite sports moment would be... Because my aunt, she worked at a rec center. Mm-hmm. So she would always get us into like teams, you know, soccer team, baseball team, whatever. We would play t-ball. I guess I was good at it. So she took the tee away and she started having someone pitch to me. So that moment, I was kind of really stoked that I could be good at sports. Mm-hmm. But then I found skateboarding and now I don't really play sports. <laughs> the rest is history. 
But that was like, I was really stoked when that happened because I felt like it, it was kind of a lot of pressure though. Because when she did that, I felt there was so much, so many eyes on me. <laughs> and I didn't really like that, kind of. <laughs> uh, that was weird, but I was stoked in those moments. Mm-hmm. So take us back to the beginning. Where did you come up and how did you get into skating? I got into skating growing up right around here in East LA. Lived like in this project housing, so everyone was kind of close. And there was this part of the place where everybody would go play. And then uh, these kids who lived a couple buildings away from me had a quarter pipe there. And uh, I would rollerblade at the time. I know, it kind of sucks. But (laughs) I was rollerblading and uh, they had a quarter pipe. And I remember just trying to roll in. And I ate, dude, I ate it so bad. (laughs) But they were skating on it good. Like they were doing rocked fakies and... You know, they were killing it. I remember I had like a big old blind logo painted on the Oh, on the ramp. that's sick. Yeah, you remember the, um, uh, what was it called? Like the... Uh, the Reaper? The Reaper. That wasn't like the Reaper was, Reaper was, was going at that time. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I got it. I remember I wanted to do that after seeing that. And then we moved away. And then uh, my neighbor had a board. My uncle was in skating and then our neighbor had a board and... Scott got me into skating. He told me wrestling was fake because I was in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, dude, that shit's fake. Grab a skateboard. Here you go. <laughs> Damn. Okay, that's epic, actually. <laughs> so what was your first big break in the skate industry? What was the first domino to fall in your career? For sure it had to be when I won that uh, DC King of LA contest. It was in LA. It was like all schoolyards. That's where I met like a lot of the DC team. Met a bunch of different skaters too, because it was a bunch of skaters from all around the area just getting together. You didn't really have to have a sponsor either, which was kind of cool. You could just sign up yourself. Mm-hmm. I thought that was rad. I think that's probably why the only reason why I entered it. And then uh, just winning that, meeting, meeting uh, I remember Sam Smythe met me there and Jerron Wilson and after I won it, he was like, dude, hook you up with some boards. I see you riding a girl board, like hook you up. So that was the moment where I was, dude, I could probably do this if I just yeah. keep skating and don't let anything get in my way as far as like the bullshit. Cause I wanted to stay away from like a lot of that stuff as far as like, you know, industry goes and everything. There was so many different, it was going in so many directions, different directions at that time. Mm-hmm. which is kind of how it is like now I feel like but I I was just like man I'm gonna keep skating and then hell Ty yeah. hit me up when Ty hit me up I was like hell yeah <laughs> that's a big call <laughs> dude he hit me up it, I was like so stoked cause I watched all his videos I yeah. grew up on all the Transworld videos and everything and then yeah right hot chocolate tour you know all that stuff you and Sam Smythe exchanged numbers at that contest how come you never ended up calling him back, man? The guy was trying to hook you up. Yeah, well, because I had this burner phone that they gave me. <laughs> when I won the contest, they gave me like some crazy, like indestructible phone or whatever that they were trying to promote. <laughs> 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 and it only had a certain amount of minutes on it. So uh, once those minutes ran out, I, don't, I think I was just... 
hanging out with my friends a lot and just skating a bunch and just kind of not, I was focused on skateboarding, but I wasn't too focused on trying to get sponsored. Mm. You know, like I kind of was, but I didn't, I, I don't know if I was quite ready for that. Yeah, I don't know okay. if that sounds, you know, of course, every kid gets opportunity and you're like, yes, give me, give me, give me. But I wanted to make sure I was ready for it. Because mm-hmm. I hear That's all rare. these stories, you know, I hear all these stories about kids getting into it too quick, whether or not their head isn't right and just, you know, they just blow it too soon. And yeah. I didn't want to be like that. I, I just didn't want to. So what was it like when you eventually ran into him again? Into Smythe? Yeah. It was it was like kind of weird. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I felt like he thought I was trying to dodge him or something, or like trying to go to like another company or something. But never mm-hmm. that, you know. But as long as I was hitting up like Ty to go skate and film and stuff like that, I think that was more important to me than trying to get free product. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Damn, that may bro. sound weird, but you know, <laughs> You're cut from a different cloth. You on the first phone call, I would have made. Would have been to get that box, you dig? <laughs> Dude, yeah, it was It was kind of, I don't know. I just wanted, there's a lot of shit I wanted to film and get documented. Oh, for sure. No, I, I respect that for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so you, you got the phone, the indestructible phone, and you won some money from that contest. What'd you spend the money on? Dude, I'm not going to lie. Me and my buddies just kicked it, like, heavy. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, there was a point where I didn't even go home for, like, a whole month. You know? <laughs> yeah. You we probably just... won a lot of money off that contest, right? It was huge, wasn't it? Dude, I won, like, five Gs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was tripping. I was like, what about... You know, I was, like, young kid. Like, I don't know what to do. You know? And I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to work still or get sponsored or, you know, anything like that. I was just like, okay, let's hang out, skate, and then... Whatever happens, happens at the time, you know? Damn, I think back at it, I'm like, yo, I should have did something with that money. <laughs> yo, five Gs? You're like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. I'm retired. Like, that's his goal for so long. He's just like, if we can make five grand, we can retire. <laughs> I did have my parents uh, buy a jet ski, though. Oh, there you go. That's so yeah. beast. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they, they love Laughlin. They live by Laughlin. They go every month. So every, uh, every summer they go at least like twice a month so there you go did that and then uh yeah just kind of just chilled not chilled but you know yeah didn't work yeah didn't work exactly because i was working at the time too so that was another thing i was glad i didn't have to do for a minute dude so that's a serious first big break man it was serious but it it wasn't um i don't know if it was life-changing but it was just a change in what I was going to do. You know? Yeah, it may have been the beginning of it, right? I think it was probably the beginning, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. For sure it was. From that contest, you you got on DC as well, right? Yeah. I didn't fully get on, but I like got heavy flow and then went on a couple trips with them. Yeah. What were those trips like? Because you were traveling with Wes back then, right? Yeah. That was cool, man. So, like Traveling with Wes was cool. I remember him, Marquise, Henry... Um, I think Greg Myers too was on a trip or Damn. two with us. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was cool though. Uh huh. <laughs> they were cool though. I love and then uh, Mike Sinclair too. 
Yeah, me and, me and Sinclair kind of go back. I remember that. <laughs> Shouts to him, yo, big legend. Yeah, man. That was so fun, though. I just remember, like, lighting stuff up. I remember being, like, in Arizona and lighting a bunch of stuff up. And I was tripping. I think the first, <laughs> the first time I really tripped out was we went to this spot. I think Guy did a lip slide to switch crook on it. It was in his um, fully flared part at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going there at night. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get a trick right here like Guy Mariano. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember that being like that being a, a cool moment that I'll never forget. Sick. Yeah, it was fun. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You got into the girl chocolate camp as your first big kind of legendary move, as well as like you were on DC back then, but you were the first person they put on in a really long time. How weird was it adjusting to hanging out with all those OG legends at the beginning? It didn't feel real at first. It felt a bit like, whoa, am I, is this really happening? Or, <laughs> you know, like, am I really going to be a part of this? But it was definitely, but then when I did look back and was thinking, yo, these dudes are right here in front of me, I'm a fucking, I'm going to put it down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, dude, I was, I'm going to put it down right now. I'm going to, whatever I could give it my all, I'm going to try it because those dudes did a lot. And to be part of something that special, I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to try to give something to it. It was a bit surreal, but. I was stoked on when I finally got on. I was like, oh, my God. Especially with Rick Howard there. <laughs> wow. Rick Howard's like with the megaphone like and everything. <laughs> it's like, this is insane. This is fun, dude. This is, I'm having fun right here. This is how it's going to be. All right. <laughs> what year was that? I'm trying to remember. Like 2011, I think you got on. Well, you're like your Welcome to Chocolate Park came out, right? No, I was, I was in, that was in uh, 2008. Oh, so over 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jesus. I got on maybe 2008. And then maybe like a couple years after when they, uh, I think, gave me my first board Damn. or something. Yeah. Dude, the Krill Tap family is like the mafia, man. Like it's hard to get in, but once you're in, you're, you're set for life, man. Do those guys like <laughs> make you take an oath or something like they do in Sopranos when you get on? Because <laughs> you ain't going nowhere once you're part of that squad. <laughs> They kind of did. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own little thing going on at the plant no one knows about. Okay. No, nah, I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, some underground shit. I, I wouldn't be surprised, yo. No, nah, man. Not even. Not even. <laughs> we just all hang out and skate and uh, have, of course, skate, but have fun with each other and not try to. I think the main thing, what I've seen over the years being on, is that we don't really try to pressure each other into anything crazy. You're mm-hmm. not feeling it. You're not feeling it. If you're feeling it, you got it. Do that shit. Come yeah. on. You know, you want to mm-hmm. do another one? You thought it was sketchy? All right, do it. You know, <laughs> but other than that, it just it, it's 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 fun. It's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with everybody mm-hmm. on the team and the whole camp. I'm stoked to be on. Can't believe I'm on. You were essentially the beginning of the changing of the guard over there from the old guys, Legends Row, to almost a brand new team. Did you ever envision yourself in this position, becoming the OG and grooming the next generation of the squad? No. 
That's one thing I've never thought I would be. I don't even think I am that. Oh, but. you are, man. Hey, bro. Over a decade. <laughs> I, I don't. Thanks, but I don't know. Like, I try to. I want to be like part of something, and I want to keep that kind of stoke going on for as long as I could, mm-hmm. and for as long as anybody could. Of course, things are going to be different, but I just want to keep dudes motivated and hyped on a lot of stuff that came before mm-hmm. you know I, even though before you know you don't want to live on the live with the past or whatever but i think a lot of that stuff is important i've always you know looked up to that kind of stuff i think maybe just because that's how i got brought up from my peers mm-hmm. and just telling me yo you gotta do this or that shit's whack or you know something like that but I don't want to tell her, yeah, carry on a tradition is one thing that a lot of my family and friends have always uh, thought about heavily. Can you tell us about the open house at Girl right around when you got on? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I think I was in the car or something like that with my buddy. And we were, uh, I, think, I don't even think I met like all of the team yet, but we were chilling in the car Dude, I think we probably were drinking a 40 or something. <laughs> and my buddy's like, yo, dude, so-and-so wants to meet you. Like, you got to go in there and meet everybody. I was so shy. I was like, nah, dude, like kind of like, man, this is like too much pressure. Like, I don't know. <laughs> There's too much people in there, you know. But I remember like getting out of the car and like meeting everybody and every everything turned out fine yeah the nerves kind of died down and i don't know there's probably so many people i met that day that i don't even remember just because it was such a like hi hi you know like i don't know (laughs) i've always hated not hated but i disliked i guess the right word to say when someone's getting on or someone is a part of something and you try to say hi to them and they just don't even acknowledge you Mm -hmm. so i if anyone's trying to say hi to me i'm down to say hi to them because i know how much that means to people Mm-hmm. so i was i probably met so many people there there's probably a dude i met there who was like yo i remember that day i met you there yeah you know but as long as he remembers i met him that's cool i bet the 40 helped ease the nerves too <laughs> it probably did i was kind of young so i probably just needed like half of that thing and i was probably done <laughs> i remember that though that that day was fun dude free in and out that's crazy oh okay okay yeah, they used to do the free in and out trucks and stuff. No, yeah. no, no fries, but they would do chips. But yeah. How did the Trunk Boys come to be? I want to give Rick McCrank credit because we were all in the trunk of a car or a van in Nicaragua or Panama or something like that. And, you know, he saw us on the trunk and just, you're like, Trunk Boys. It was like me, I think Corey, Elijah, Raven, and Stevie, all of us. <laughs> And he just called us that. And we just, like, fuck it, let's run with it. (laughs) (laughs) So who's the best freestyler out of the Trunk Boys? Uh, Dude, I don't know if there's a best. Because sometimes Corey will come in hot. Like, I don't know how he does it, but (laughs) he'll come in hot sometimes. I'm like, oh, damn, you know? But then Elijah will surprise me too sometimes. I'm like, what? (laughs) Okay, all right. And then Stevie, oh, shoot. Stevie will, he'll say something where I'm like, hey, man, that's a little, 
That's a little R-rated, man. I didn't know you had that in you. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Raven, too. Raven is like, oh, man, it's like a wild card right there. So I don't know, man. We all kind of have our own little style of how we do it. I think that's what makes us all click. How come you're the only one who didn't get the tattoo? What happened there? Dude, they got it on a trip while I was hurt at home. Oh, shit. I'm still bummed on that, kind of. Like, every time I see someone, like a photo or somebody, and you just see the tat right there, like, I'm like, damn. These dudes got that shit when I was hurt at home. <laughs> <laughs> they owe you, man. They got to get it for you. Yeah, nah. For real, though, I'm gonna get, I'll am gonna probably get that shit next week, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> nah, and that reminds me. You guys reminded me, man. Yeah, you guys reminded me, dudes. Like, I'm going I'm to do yeah. that. I'm going to get it now. Go get that shit done for the trunk boys. Yeah, yo. TB. So you and Zach Wallen connected to drop a nice feel-good part for the Transworld duets. What was filming for that project like, and how come the pairing with Zach? Oh, dude, thanks. I appreciate it. You liked it. Uh, seriously, when he got on Dickies, me and him just clicked. Like, we just got along super well. He likes skating fast. I like skating fast. He's He likes cracking jokes. I like cracking jokes. <laughs> He likes fixing spots. I'm down with fixing spots. And I think it just meshed well and we were able to pull a part off for uh together for the Transos video. Also Dickie's trips nice. too helped out a lot. Skateboarding needs more people like you and Zach. People that are down to fix spots actually are so vital because yeah. most of us are too lazy, <laughs> like myself, but I definitely got mad love for the homies who who are out there fixing spots for everyone. That's sick. Hell yeah. Hey, that that just pumped me up to fix a spot I've been thinking about fixing up for a while now. Because, you know, I think, yeah, I've been thinking about fixing up this one spot for a minute, yo. But I I did actually, me and Plunkett did a little spot yesterday. It kind of, it's pretty sick. Yeah. uh Oh, I saw that, yo. I have Plunkett on insta i saw like the bank you guys skated right yeah that one uh-huh dude it's been there forever but all we had to do what well, we always thought about like stalling the top i thought about stalling the top because it's kind of steep you could do tricks on it but it's kind of hard because you got to ollie up and then real quick but uh yeah to stall the top i've always thought about it all we had to do we had a sledgehammer some concrete at the top and then sledgehammered it out, sledgehammered a little corner. And luckily I had a curb here at my house and uh, we just took it up there. It was kind of hard actually to do, but we just took it up there, got like some liquid nail. We probably should have used something different. Hey, if, if, you're, if you're a construction worker or a spot maker, don't judge me, all right? I just, you know, I thought it'd work and it worked, you know? <laughs> But it worked, dude, and it stood up there, and we skated it, and hopefully dudes will get some on it. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, you said it wasn't easy to get that thing up there and do the whole thing. Like, most skaters, myself included, were too lazy to put in that extra work for the community, but definitely appreciate bands like you out here putting it in. I think once, you've, once you get it, like, after you put in the work and then you get a trick on it, I feel like once people start once they get that feeling in them, they'll just do it more. Cause I always, I always think about that, and I was like, dude, I don't want to do that shit. But then I made something one time, <laughs> <laughs> and 
And I got that feeling of doing a trick, and I was like, okay, it's worth it. Just that one little thing was worth it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. We heard there was an incident with red ants while you were filming for that part with Zach. What's the story there? Oh, shoot. Dude, I practically damn near got naked in the middle of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy. We were, on a, we were, we were driving... And uh, it was like, it was super late at night. And I was, uh, dude, let's just pull over. We all probably had to, you know, use the restroom or whatever. And I went to go take a pee on a tree. It was dark. And uh, (laughs) I just peed somewhere, got back in the car, didn't think nothing of it. And next thing you know, my whole freaking legs are just start stinging. And it just feels nasty. Like, what is this? Oh my God. And I start feeling all these little things crawling on me. Oh no. And I'm like, what, what? No. And I grab my phone, turn on the flashlight, look down. And both of my shoes are just covered with all these ants. Oh man. I was like, yo, dude, pull over, pull (laughs) over. I think we're already going like, we're already going like at least 60 maybe. (laughs) I was like, yo, pull over, pull over. Oh, shoot. The more I panicked, the more they started biting me. Got out the car, and I just just took my shirt off. I took my shoes, socks off, my pants off. Damn, I almost took my boxers off. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, shoot. That was horrible. I'll never forget that. Dad, thanks for reminding me about that. I totally forgot about that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for reminding you. That sounds like traumatic, man. (laughs) Nah. It was it was a good experience though, because now I know, like when you pull over in the middle of the night or whatever to take a pee, look with your flashlight, make sure you're not stepping on an anthill. <laughs> <laughs> Life lessons, yo. Yeah, Damn. for real, man. <laughs> that must the odds of that happening have to be like one in a billion, man. Maybe even more. You know how many times people just get out and pee wherever the hell they want. And you think the it's odds cool. of that happening to you are crazy. That's oh, a good story to have to tell. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like, I, I, yeah, it was the first time I went on a trip too with uh, Miles Silva. And uh, yeah, so I was kind of like, oh shit. Sus probably thinks I'm a weirdo or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopping out the van. But dude, everyone felt him though. In the whole van, everyone was stripping out too though. They were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you do after that? I don't, I don't even know. I think we were just right there for a minute, like trying to scoop all of them out or hit all of them out. And eventually they all what probably the came hell? out. The rest of the Jesus. trip, I was like, ah, ah, fucking feeling all like crazy. <laughs> Tyrone Biggles yeah. and shit right up in there. <laughs> your pretty sweet part is arguably your most turned up part. What was filming for that project like and how big of an impression were you trying to make with it? Uh, I think for that video part, I just, I was just skating and had the opportunity. Ty was obviously down and just pick me up whenever, go wherever. I was down for the same thing. I was so stoked too that I didn't have to work anymore because I was working a Mm -hmm. full-time job before that. So to be able to just skate all the time and be able to film, I was like, dude, I don't give a shit. You know, I don't care. I'm going to just skate wherever I can, you know, whenever I could. 
So I think that probably drove me a lot to want to film so much. But then also before that, I don't know when the last time a girl or chocolate video came out. So to be the new guy and just being able to be a part of that, I was like, dude, I'm going to film a part. You know, I'm, I'm down. I don't, you know, whatever it is, I don't care. You know, I'm going to film a part. To be, a, to be in the video with these group of dudes means so much to me. But I didn't. I did not know it was gonna be like that at all. I did not know I was gonna like, fucking have three songs and all that stuff. I, it was such a surprise to me. Opening the video up, man, that was crazy. Hey, man. <laughs> I, luckily, I forgot about that. But guy, <laughs> we were skating a spot one time, and guy Mariano was like, he's like, yeah, dude, Vince is gonna have first part or something like that. I kind of thought about that for a second. I was like. No, I'm at first part. Oh shoot! <laughs> like you know, like damn, all these thoughts yeah. started running through my head. I was already, I was in the middle of trying to line at this spot. I was like, no. But then a week later, I totally forgot about that. But I, if I would have remembered that, I probably wouldn't have had a, the same the part, the same part that I, yeah. that I did end up having. Put too much pressure on yourself. Uh, yeah. first part's kind of the best part for a video premiere oh yeah that's when the crowd's most amped up and ready to fucking and cheer most attentive and everything yeah. yeah dude that's so cool man i miss going to premieres i do like yeah. i wish i hope i hope we could have a premiere for the chocolate video even though if it's like gonna be small but at least we could have that same energy there because that's one thing i feel yeah. like a lot of skateboarding videos need definitely mm-hmm. yeah it's a lost art yeah. yeah, the internet era kind of killed one of my favorite things in skating too, which is video premiere night. After all that hard work, it's nicer to be with a big crew and and celebrate and have a party yeah. than just on your couch watching the latest Thrasher part. Yeah, or in yeah. bed with one eye open, watching <laughs> it on your phone. I know, huh? like yeah. barely awake. Like I just woke yeah. up, but fuck. <laughs> 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 so we like going behind the scenes on some of our favorite clips here at the Bunt. Can you tell us about your switch blunt back to switch down Clipper? Oh, that was on a trip we did for Lakai. We did like a little uh, Am I Am video. I remember like Raven was on that one. I think even Daniel Espinosa. But we did a little trip up north and we went to Clipper. And dude, I think what got me really sparked to try it was um, Raven. That was the first hubba I think he ever 50 50 And he Damn. was, yeah, he was like, yo, this is the first hubba I 50 50 or something like that. He's like, I was like, what? Hell yeah, dude. Do that <laughs> shit right now. You know, I, I'm going to try this trick then, you know, because I've done that trick before, but never like down a, a hubba or anything like that. So I went, I remember the first time I tried it, just didn't even lock in and just fell to my side. Bam! Just straight like air ball to fucking oh. boom to shoulder check. But that hub is scary. Like, I don't know if you guys ever been there, but it's kind of steep nah. and it's kind of scary, yo. Like, it's it's a weird thing. But I just remember like, okay, I got over the fear of going all the way down. I could do this, you know. And then mm. slowly but surely started locking in. And then, uh, and then I did one. Yeah, and then I did it back to switch, and I was so pumped. But I'm not gonna lie, dude. I wanted I wanted to do it again because I felt like I rolled away from it like 
with my sh- with my body kind of weird. A little twisted. It was a little twisted, but Cairo Foster was there that day. And when he told me I was chilling, he's like, dude, you're chilling. Yes, that was perfect. I was like, yes, all right. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that shit again. I'm stoked. I got the okay from Cairo Foster. I'm good with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick, man. Yeah, I was I was pumped on that one though. Thanks for bringing that up. I was I like that one. Yeah, that was a serious clip, man. That definitely stood out. Take us behind the scenes on your switch one eighty to front nose grind revert, also in pretty sweet. Oh, that was on an outward trip. But dude, I probably thought about that trick maybe that day. Like I'd done it on a ledge before, but never on a rail. And (laughs) I remember like, dude, this rail is perfect. Little square rail down or whatever, seven or eight stair. And they cut the knob off of it. So who knows how long it's going to be there. That's another thing too. If like a spot's around, take advantage of that shit, dude. Because you never know when this shit's going to be gone and... A, a month from now, you're going to be like, oh, man, I should have skated that. So that was another yeah. thing where I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. And I tried it. I was like, yo, I could do it. And was like kind of turning out a little bit. And uh, yeah, this dude, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, Mark Stewart filmed it. Yeah, he was filming it. He was filming it. I want to see the tries from that, actually. <laughs> but it got dark. I remember it started getting dark. And I was thinking, like, dude, I'm not going to do this shit. I was so bummed, kind of. <laughs> you know, I was, like, by myself, the runway is like, ah, fuck. I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> I didn't even get close, kind of. And then, boom, it happened. I was like, all right, sick. Yes, I got it. It was kind of hard, too, because uh, <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. It was a little bit hard, too, though, because John Coltart uh, was filming, I mean, was shooting sequences. So he kind of used was using flash. Oh, so true. I was kind of like tripping a little bit on it, but it wasn't too dark, so I could still see, and mm-hmm. it happened, dude. Those are that's one of the tricks. I'm like so stoked I got. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a nutty one. But yeah, flashes at night, yeah, that shit can definitely fuck you up. Yeah. Last yeah. one we want to go behind the scenes on frontside half cab heel the triple set in San Francisco. Oh, with my bald ass head. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that trip. I was, um, I remember I just like cut my head completely bald. I never do that. And I don't know why I was thinking like, maybe I could get gnarly like on this trip or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, I'm going up to SF. Like I'm fucking getting gnarly out here. You know, it's crazy. kind of. <laughs> and then, uh, I remember we went to that spot. It's not too big, but it's long. You know, it's not too tall, but it's kind of long. And I just remember the, the view from that spot, the water, and then there's planes there and everything. I was like, dude, this is a sick ass spot and it's smooth. So I was like, dude, I could just go for it. Fuck it, fakey front hill, or what is it? Fakey back hill, fakey front hill? Fakey front hill. Fakey front hill, yeah. I was like, yeah, fakey front hill, fuck it, go for it. And I just remember going for it, kicking one out, and then like sliding. And I was like, okay, this spot's not that crazy to bail on. And then just like went for it. Started going for it, boom, boom, and then did it. And then I was kind of like, ah, like, 
yo, it's, it's kind of rocket from like the certain angle. There was this angle, yeah. there was this top angle where I was kind of like, ah, it's a little bit rocket, you know? But then the other angle looks sick. So I was kind of like, all right, I like it. I like how it looks, you know? <laughs> and then Cairo came through and he was like, you're good, dog. <laughs> I, I think Cairo was there too, actually. I think he was probably. <laughs> I think he was trying to like maybe, I don't know, maybe crook the rail or something. I don't know. Because they have that crazy King Crow right there. Yeah. I may be wrong, but I may be just imagining shit now. <laughs> Last week was a scavenger hunt. This week, it's back to trivia. You know CHPO brand does it for the people. Nike has the Jordans. CHPO has the Nandos. Named after Malmo, local ripper, Fernando Bramsmark. Last week, they released the Nando silver and gold. Give us Fernando's name on Instagram and CHPO will send you one of these your way. Send your answer in to thebuntlive at gmail.com and good luck. Can you tell us about the time you jumped onto a U-Haul truck? We got to know the story there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I remember that. That was, I remember doing a... a little trip like me and my buddy just up to sf we met up with the filmer there and like got some clips actually i think we got some tricks for the static video up there i was on that little trip but anyways we were in the hotel and i think right around that time the epically latered for i think it was menace came out mm -hmm. and uh there was a photo of Dude, I want to say it was probably Fabian Alomar jumping onto a truck from a building. And, and I was, I think at the time I was like, man, we were looking, cause we were chilling, looking out the window and there was a, a huge truck parked right there and kind of like doable to jump onto. And I was like, dude, I could probably jump onto that. And I thought about the photo and I was I was, I was, man, that photo, I want to get a photo like that. <laughs> I don't know if it was like the skater in me, you know, you see tricks and you're, um, I could do that or whatever. I want to do that. You know, you want to emulate something like that. So yeah, I just, I opened the thing, the window and I jumped off, to, <laughs> off of the window <laughs> onto this truck. It wasn't that big of a drop. But now that I think about it, I like slid. When I landed on it, I kind of like slid and like, boom, and like barely caught myself right when I got to the edge. Jesus. Oh, man, it's, it was kind of funny because we kind of looked at it and like, you could see like my body shape because it was kind of a little bit of condensation on the top. Oh, so man. we saw like my body shape and like you could see the smearing of it or whatever. And I didn't even get the photo. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna have to wait till there's another truck outside of a hotel building and jump onto it. Ah, <laughs> uh, bro, we we getting older out here. You gotta protect them legs, yo. <laughs> no, Jeez. I know, I know. I was like, I think that's one thing too. I thought about after I was like, yo, I did that. I'm glad I did that. I'm never gonna do that shit again. <laughs> Wildin, dog. Word on the street is you were mistaken for P Rod at a rodeo. What happened there? Well, I'm, I might be a stunt double one day. I don't know. We'll see. 
But yeah, we were at a we were at a, we were at a rodeo, and uh, we were like we got because Dickies was like sponsoring the event or yeah they like sponsoring the um, what are they called the rodeo clowns or whatever. So we got to go backstage, or whatever you call it, like behind the scenes, and one of the dudes <laughs> who was there was like came up to me or came up to us and was like greeting us or whatever. He was like, hey, what's up, Paul? Like, nice seeing you again or something. I was like, uh, I looked at him kind of weird and I didn't say anything. And then he was like, oh, wait, no, you're Vincent Alvarez. Oh, I was yeah. like, even weirded out. <laughs> I was kind of weirded out even more, yo. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. I'm glad you actually know my name, you know, like you got it right. You know? <laughs> That's true. That was funny. Yeah, it was, it was trippy. It was definitely kind of weird, but kind of satisfying that he knew about me because me and Paul Rodriguez are like two different sides of skateboarding, I want to say. We're a part of skateboarding, but you know, he's all in like street league and stuff and I'm kind of yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you know, all different, you know, for now at least, you know, whatever, but. Street league coming soon. Dude, I get that question all the time. <laughs> I tried it before. I couldn't do it, man. Sorry. Sorry, all you guys. I know you guys love it, but I couldn't do it. It's all good. Man. Go cash those checks, man. <laughs> uh, you apparently went viral on Twitter. How did that go down, and what was the reasoning? Just dude, skating street. That's one thing I tell people. Well, I don't tell people all the time, but I try to reassure like all my friends and people that you know I skate with. Like, yo, skating street is the best because you never know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that was just one of those instances where there were just some random ladies from Compton visiting New York and they just happened to be stoked on my skating and pumping me up to land the trick. And I guess Joe and yeah, Joe and James got it all on footage and Joe made a little edit it out, out of it and put it on the internet and the whole everyone liked it. <laughs> uh, that shit went viral real quick. Yeah, it was kind of trippy, man. Like, because another thing, too, about skating street, you know, regardless where you are or, you know, your color, whatever, gender, anything like that, it should never affected me. Mm-hmm. And it taught me a lot of stuff, being out there in the streets more growing up than the skate parks. Because when you're at the skate park, you're kind of safe all the time. Yeah, you're insulated. And, you know, you're in. Insu- yeah, exactly. And you don't really know what's going on out there, actually. So I think just growing up skating street and seeing that, I was kind of proud of that moment. Right, not gonna lie, because I was like, dude, that's a, someone caught that on film. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like with us street skaters, that always happens. For sure. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about the time you were held at gunpoint on a skate trip? What's the story there? Oh, dude, I got like 800 bucks stolen from me. Which is kind of stupid to even be carrying that much amount of money on you. But back then, I didn't know where we were going. So I didn't want to like be withdrawing from ATMs all the time. Because mm-hmm. you never know when you could get you know, all, your, all your stuff taken. But we were skating a rooftop. And they had these sick hips. Sick, like two or three like pyramid hips in a row. And we were skating the top of them. And I was with Kenny and Stevie. And... um Dudes are filming from across the street. 
And next thing you know, I, I, cause there's like kind of like an alleyway that you could, cause we're on a second story, but there was a little like, little open way that you could see across on the side of the whole building to the, to the next street. And all of a sudden I'm like waiting to go my turn. And I look and I just see like some dude climbing up onto the roof. Uh-oh. I was like, hey, yeah. I was like, yo, dude, somebody's right there. But fuck it, I got to do my trick. <laughs> so I went, <laughs> tried a trick, didn't do it. And I think I came back. And then all of a sudden, dude was on the roof and pointing his gun at me. <laughs> he, he was speaking some, I don't know if he was speaking Spanish or whatever they speak in Panama. It's probably Spanish, dude. Don't hate on me if I get that shit wrong. But <laughs> yeah, he was just pointing the gun at me and I was like, oh, sh-. like, yo, I put my board down. He's like, throw the board down or whatever. And then I threw my board down. And then I just remember going into shock. My body immediately was, it went into this weird thing. Like, okay, I'm gonna get shot right now. Oh. Yeah, I just went into this weird thing just because I heard a bunch of gnarly stories from there before. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was gonna get shot. But he was like, luckily, I was like, you know, being all whatever, like compliant or I don't even know the right word to say. But I was like, yeah, okay, put my board down. And then he, we had to jump down. Kenny was with me. I think Steve had already went across the street, but uh, got us down there. And then, uh, yeah, dude, they had their, they had their guns like right behind my back. Yeah. And like emptied out our pockets and everything. Took all my money and everything, and then threw us in the the, the wagon. Threw all of us in the wagon that were there. Uh-huh. Oh shit! This was the popo. Yeah, it was the cops. Yeah. Oh, what the uh-huh. hell? It was the cops. Yeah, it was the freaking cops. Oh, you uh-huh. didn't say that. <laughs> you just said, dude. Dude, that's what's crazy. The cops just robbed your ass. Jesus. At first, I didn't think it was the cops. I thought it was just some random dude, you know? But then I seen like a little shininess in his badge. And then I was like, oh, dude, this is the cops. The cops here are probably sketchy. They obviously probably think I'm trying to rob the building. Who so, knows what they do? Yeah. Holy so I got tripped out. Yeah. Fuck. That's crazy, dude. It was not cool, dude. It was like no. probably the shittiest situation I probably was ever in. Sure. I got robbed at gunpoint a few other times, but... <laughs> To be robbed by a cop and all my money taken and not given back was so shitty, yo. Mm-hmm. Defund the police, my guy. In Panama. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. Fuck, man. Hey, they need to do some investigation. I don't know what's going on, but uh-huh. Everywhere is crazy with that. And that's where I Jesus. saw it. That was one of the moments where, and this was like, what, like, maybe nine years ago eight years ago or something so yeah i've always seen stuff like that going on and it just sucks that finally people are seeing okay let's start to say something now because we have a platform to do it which is good you know so you casually just threw in there that you've been robbed multiple times at gunpoint yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) this other time i got robbed at a skate park like right outside the skate park homie like came up right behind me with the gun. I felt it in my back and was like, yo, run me all your shit. I was like, oh shoot. He's like, if you don't believe me, the homie right there got the gauge. And I look and the dude's right there with the shotgun, like clinking it against the fence. What the oh, hell? Clink, clink. He's like all with the weird 
like sketchy smile. I'm like, oh, dude, these dudes are all bad. And they took all my stuff, my backpack, board, cell phone, everything. Jesus. And nobody saw in the park, which is crazy. Everybody in the park thought, like, because I had friends inside of the park. Yeah. Everyone in the park thought I was, uh, like, there were homies that we knew or something like that. Damn. Fucking hell. It's kind of trippy. It's just a, such a, it's just a weird state of mind you get in where it's like, okay, I don't care. I'm not going to fight for my life. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Maybe that's just me. I'm that type of person where I'm just like, dude, it's not worth Hey, I ain't hurt. trying to risk fucking getting killed. Yeah, I don't have that much some pride, yo. Possessions, know? material shit. Jesus yeah, like Christ. That. So, one of the trunk boys, Corey Kennedy, is set to come home in April. How excited is everyone to get him back? And do you guys have anything planned for his arrival? Uh, I'm totally excited for him to come back. Dude, that's funny you say that, dude. I had a. He was in my dream last night. Mm-hmm. Damn. We were, we were at like some skate event. And Stevie was like, yo, Corey just got out. Let's let's chill with them. You know, we were chilling with them. And then my mom was waiting in the stands. <laughs> and, and I felt bad because I left her hanging, her and my brother and sister hanging. So I got, I was like, oh, dude, I'm chilling too hard. Let me tell my mom, like, I'm chilling. And my mom was, like, pretty much asleep. And my brother was like, oh, all right. And then I woke up. <laughs> but that's crazy you mentioned that. I'm so stoked for him to come out. I don't know if we have anything planned, hopefully, but you know, as long as he's he's out and we're all gonna be able to skate or mm-hmm. just see each other in person, you know, it's different when you have like eye to eye contact with somebody. Yeah, that's one thing. You know, sometimes it hurts when you see somebody in there. Yeah, in a certain you know state, but I'm stoked. I I miss him. Miss everybody. What has it been like communicating with them, dude? It's funny because I haven't really communicated with them yet. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really talked to any about this, but I don't know what to say. And it kind of hurts me. Yeah. It just, I just, I, I skate for those who can't. And if someone can't skate, that drives me a whole lot to where it's like, yo, I'm tired today. Oh, shoot. It's too hot. It's too cold. Mm-hmm. It's like, motherfucker, there's a gang of people out there who can't do this right now. Yeah. And Corey help me skate a lot more mm-hmm. every day i think about it and i'm dude that's what helps me skate and i could easily not skate and do shit but i don't want to do that because certain people can't and he's one of the dudes i can't right now yeah so he's always in my heart every trick you know definitely that's a cool mind state man i like that i like that <laughs> thanks dude it's just you know coming from different places where people have been you know incarcerated and gone from you for a long time you gotta kind of know how to cope with that kind of stuff for sure what's next for vincent alvarez man there's always stuff popping up but i think the a big thing i've been working on lately is a chocolate video part so that's probably gonna come out maybe like probably i don't know about pretty soon but that should be coming out and it's gonna be a little bit different though because how everything is now it's hard to keep spots kind of low pro of course yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like dudes want to get the 
You know, they want to get the story trick. They want to get the hard post trick. They want to oh, get the, sure. the warm-up trick. They want to get the, you know, all this. And it's like, dude, I'm barely warming up, yo. Like, yeah. I can't do a fucking board slide. Like, let me yeah. do a board slide, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> So, and then people see that. And then it's like, next thing you know, five carloads of dudes come and spots. I'm not hating on that, but it's just kind of a little bit no, harder. You're free to, to hate video on that. Part. <laughs> Go right ahead, yo. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, man. Shit. There's a lot of people that feel me, but there's a lot of people who are like, "Hey, I want to go to that spot." You yeah. know? <laughs> nah, man. We're more. We're a little more old school with that too. Like, not trying to post every damn thing. You know, it's. I was thinking yeah. the other day, just the whole concept of day in the life. Some people Instagram every day. They're filming every day. a day in the yeah. life. Yeah. So, yo, yeah. I don't need to uh-huh. see your fucking day in the life every damn day. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, teach their own. It's like the people that you don't know, but you feel like you know. You're like, how do I know this person just yeah. through the internet? So you saw everything they ate that day, yeah. every warm-up trick. You know everything <laughs> about them and they don't know a thing about you. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. That's, that's, it's seriously crazy, dude. And all that mm-hmm. stuff is just... Um, it kind of drains me a little bit sometimes because it, it, it draws me away from even wanting to skate sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's another thing that's kind of hard about coming out with parts and shit. Like, seeing so much of it, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm drained now. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. When before, I wouldn't watch anything. Which I'm trying to, like, keep down on that, you know? Because there's many people I want to see skate out there. Yeah. But do I need it? Probably not. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, you know, it'll probably inspire me to go out there and do some new shit. But... I think the more I stay away from it, the more I must stay on the, my track. And yeah, it kind of makes you want to skate a little bit more when you're not surrounded by it all day, every day. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh huh. And that's another thing too. When I'm going back to like um, getting on chocolate and like trying to give, you know, trying to call Smythe back mm-hmm. about being a part of this, is I don't. I wasn't too sure if I was ready. To be part of it full on because I was always away from it and I felt so productive being away from it. Yeah. And now that like being a part of it, I didn't want it to drain me to where I'm like, oh shit, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 dude, that's probably what's next. I'm putting a lot of my energy into that part. That's sick. So man. It's been, it's been going really cool. Looking forward to seeing it, man. Can't Yo, yo, it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, and this week, it's an honor and a privilege to be brought to you once again by Dickies. And this week, we talking the original 874 work pants. Yo, D. Jones, I got mines on. You got yours? <laughs> Let's hit these streets, Deggy. Your favorite skater's favorite pant. And of course, your favorite podcaster's favorite pant, Dickies. Tom Snape, you ready? <laughs> All right, Vincent, it's that time. A little rapid fire with your boy. Shoot him. <laughs> Favorite skater? Mark Gonzalez. Favorite video? Hot chocolate tour. Favorite video part? Guy Mariano Mouse. Favorite style? Julian Stranger. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Chad Muska. Ooh, sick. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Nigel Houston. Favorite trick? Fakey Big Spin. Yeah. <laughs> Hardest trick for you? 
Back tight tail slide. Oh, okay. Damn. Most illegal trick. Pressure flip. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? The switch 180 nose grind to back to switch on the Damn. handrail. Hell yeah. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? All right. It's probably not gnarly, but it's a bail, but no one's ever done it before. Switch backside nose grind, fakie shoved heel out on a loading dock ledge by Mark Johnson. Oh, damn. Jesus. What's the one trick that got away? Switch on the, oh, that's crazy you say that. On the same exact ledge, I did almost did a switch 180 front nose grind, nolly heel. Damn. He landed primo, gnarly, gave up. I landed primo, gnarly, gave up. (laughs) Wow. Wait, which spot is it though? It's like the white, uh, it's like a loading dock ledge. I did a switch board slide, 420 out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shout out Marquise Henry, Nolly Hill nose grind, Nolly flip. Yeah, yeah. Crazy shit. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Oh, dude. Um, <laughs> there was one. My buddy said he was going to, what did he say? He was going to s- switch big flip a hip. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, switch big flips too. Like, he just went for it. And it was like, his body was all like, yeah, I'm going to do this shit. His <laughs> foot even like did the little like shuffle or just like went into position. <laughs> and then right when he went to the hip, fling, it just, <laughs> you know, damn near rolled the windows down. <laughs> Sorry, James. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, shit. Shout out, James. Yes, James. <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? Switch front pop to front rock. Oh, okay, sick quarter pipe That's yeah cool. and a quarter pipe yeah like switch from pop to switch front rock nice flow on that one what's your dream job after skating fuck to be an astronaut Woo! <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> dream big baby yeah. <laughs> you know fuck it might be possible in a couple in like 15 years i don't know yeah they might have did some... someone say like work in a warehouse recently snape <laughs> <laughs> what he's like i want to work in a warehouse bro we said dream job, dog. <laughs> yeah. So we had to run it back. Yeah, I've been a warehouse manager, and that's not that much of a dream. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. That's what he was joking. <laughs> Favorite local brand? Graveyard Hardware. Favorite local skater? Craig Kring. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Sometimes skateboards. <laughs> nice. Sick. Never heard of it. Someone will probably pull that up. It's like... <laughs> I guess the team manager or something ended up being like a pedophile or something. Oh, oh God. Damn. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a little regret. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> that's a regret, right? Yeah. I wrote oh. on. I, I was in the same team with Jake Johnson, though. Damn. He was on there, too? Yeah. Oh. Jesus. I was going to say that's sick, but it's not even sick because. Uh, I know. It's a big regret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, being teammates with Jake Johnson's sick. I know. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Favorite true. teammate ever? Corey Kennedy. Worst teammate ever. I think just because that shit hurt my lungs and it and it did not feel right was Greg Myers because he made me take a bong grip with tobacco. <laughs> and weed. Oh, oh that was gnarly. He does some shit, but yeah, that was not cool. Worst company. Oh fuck. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Worst trend. Instagram. <laughs> Worst style. Fuck. 
tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> last person you want on the sesh? I think the last person I want on the session is uh, somebody who's just looking down at their phone the whole time because that doesn't really hype me up to land a trick. <laughs> and if I'm looking over and the dude is just looking at everybody else's session mm-hmm. and not really engaging in our session here, mm-hmm. it's kind of like it doesn't really motivate me, you know? Yeah. And I want people there who are motivating me. And, you know, it's hard, though, because... Obviously, that's a lot of people all, these days yeah, yeah you might you, you might know? feel like you out skating alone more often than not then oh i feel like i'm wasting everybody's time all the time <laughs> <laughs> you know i feel like we're oh, all guilty as charged of that shit no dude that's the thing about it everyone is you yeah. know and it's just harder it's hard for us to realize like when we are guilty of it mm-hmm and I just I just started noticing. I think it's maybe because I come from the time where it's like it wasn't that, and then it was that. Yeah, yeah. Especially from like still being a part of it and trying tricks. Oh yeah. And still trying to film, and you know, I still I always want to film, but you know, still filming and trying to trick, and then seeing that go down sometimes. I don't. I don't. It kind of it doesn't motivate me a lot. You know. Of course, for sure. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up our interview with Vincent. We can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Hey, no, thank you guys. Uh, I also had a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys still think Manchow is a kook? That was me that said all that shit. I haven't seen him since that incident, so yeah. I have no idea. One thing I will say is his new footage. I forget what that was in. I'll say he's gotten a lot better as a skater, but as far as the kook part, I have no idea. But my last impression was that he definitely was. So that hasn't changed, but I mean... Hopefully he's uh, he's not still blowing it at contests and annoying everyone. I know that's the thing too. Like I thought about like growing up and going in the contests and stuff like that. Like I never, you know, it's hard. It's very hard to be in certain environments where you're not used to and comfortable with, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy when like stuff like that happens and uh, you get called out like that. I was kind of tripping on it a little bit, but, you know, he's growing up still. He's still a child, but he's a man. Yeah. <laughs> so what, you kind of agreed? You thought he was like, his behavior was kind of uncalled for at certain times? I mean, you know, he's growing up, you know. he's. No, I think up, he was saying he was tripping on us calling him out. Yeah, kind of like not tripping because I didn't even know about this till like maybe like a couple weeks ago. You know, mm-hmm. I never even like heard anything about it. And, uh... Yeah, I was just wondering, like, because, you know, we're all growing up still and shit like that. Yeah, I get it. But I don't know if you were there and you saw it like people. I won't even mention names, but people were like, dude, I'm glad you called him out. Like he needs to hear that shit. Like it it was honestly it was super whack. And, you know, I hope he's not doing that shit anymore. But then I was watching like a Tampa contest streaming it. And like he was doing the same shit. And a bunch of people started texting me like, hey, he's he's doing the same shit at Tampa. And I'm like. See, I wasn't making it up, like, because people were like, oh, like, that weren't there. We're kind of saying, like, give him a break or whatever. But then he did it at Tampa for everyone to see from home streaming it. I just, yo, I don't know the guy. I have no problem with him. I just, what I witnessed that day I thought was kooky. Yeah. And there's no way around that. Like, I won't take that back. I mean, I hope he's not doing that. It was just... It's not like I'm some serious contest jock, but I just think if you're at a contest, like you seem like a low key 
guy. You're not going to drop in on other people's runs and just try and bring all the attention onto yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Were they his homies run? No? No, it was, just, it was just everyone's run. Yeah, I don't know. I know he's your boy, so it's kind of weird, and I respect you even bringing it up. But that was just some whack shit I witnessed. I felt like speaking on it, but yeah it is what it is as far as no yeah us and you like like, yeah yeah it's also like you don't actually have beef with him either it's just an observation that you made it's like he might not realize it for someone like in his position but Mm -hmm. that contest can mean a lot to someone you know like someone could work and like put like go to work and have to use their own money to pay to get to this contest to pay to enter and then they get there and to someone who's like more privileged like man child to just like fuck around and like not have respect for that other person it, it sucks you know yeah 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 it's it's uh but we also yeah. don't know man child personally it was just like it was a just speaking on his behavior at the time like yeah I, I i mean i totally think he grows from that and i'm sure you guys will obviously maybe for calling him out so crazy but i know what you mean though like a lot of those people's they probably like their whole lives are thinking about the run, you know. Yeah. Dude, Something think like about that. those like people who like, like look at Felipe Gustavo's story when like him and his dad put all the money their family had into going to Tampa, and then for him to like win Tampa and make a career off it. Not saying that like he took that away from someone, but like those contests do mean that much to people. Yeah, maybe not to yep. us. Like mm-hmm. I never exp- cared for contests like that, but to some people it really does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just want yeah, to ask that. That's my boy. No, I feel, I feel you, and I, I like, respect you standing up for your boy. You know, I'm not attacking No, no, I get all. it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I, I uh, respect you bringing it up and defending your boy, but I feel like after having talked to you for the last hour and a bit, you seem like a super chill, down-to-earth guy who respects your fellow skater and fixes spots and shit. I promise you, if you were sitting next to me that day watching him do what he was doing you would have been bummed and you probably would have pulled him aside and said something to him it was it was that bad man it wasn't just me yeah like, no you know i totally I mean? understand so, mm-hmm. yeah no we should have him on here and fucking work it out <laughs> <laughs> fuck it dog that'd be sick dude. Hell yeah. yeah uh-huh that'd be dope man nah dude seriously i love what you guys are doing and shit you know thank you thanks know. g yeah appreciate you coming on thank you so much and uh ah, yeah hell yeah fucking hopefully hopefully we get to skate a spot you fix one day and uh, put it to good use you or diggy? return the favor and fix one for him and yeah. now we'll come up here to canada man who knows <laughs>
There, someone had to say it. Also, want to say I've been a big fan of the pod for years, and you have a poppin' fan base here in Nova Scotia. But finally, to the question. Last year, I went to Lisbon with my girlfriend and downloaded season six of The Bunt to re-listen to while on the flights. <clears throat> there are definitely some heavy hitters on that season, and one of them being the GOAT himself, Austin Gillette. The very first morning of the trip, we went into a small cafe for breakfast, and who else is there but Austin Gillette? Turns out the entire former team was in the city filming for Cheap Perfume. I met Austin, Jake Anderson, and Jamal Gibbs that morning and tried hard not to fanboy out too much. I could tell they were all pretty rode off from drinks the night before, so I didn't want to bother them too much. My question is, has there ever been a time when you totally embarrassed yourself in front of someone you idolized? Your answer doesn't have to be skate related. Luckily, I was able to set aside my overwhelming urge to bombard them with questions about tricks, spots, and videos, and not make a total kook of myself. Anyways, get a Nova Scotia man's on the pod. Shout out to the Fat Boys, full length video coming soon. Only thing that comes to mind was a few years back, showing the crew and shake junk guys around town for like four days or something. Uh, I was with them every day, you know, part of the squad. And, uh, but I wasn't skating because I was dealing with some concussion symptoms. And uh, on the last night, Beagle was like, oh, do you skate? And like my heart sank. I just was like, damn, this, these last four days, you've just been thinking I was some random kook just like lurking on your sesh every day. Um, How would you know all the spots to yeah, show them around? I don't know, but Beagle's, you know. He's a little out there. Maybe he, he wasn't really paying attention to me, I'm sure, but just... Getting that question was just heartbreaking and embarrassing in a way, I guess you could say. It was funny, though. Dan Opek wouldn't let me go to the Red Star signing, and I had to pull up myself. <laughs> wouldn't oh. let me hop in the oh. van with y'all. So Wade's like, yo, fuck it. D. Jones, I'll just ride with you. And we went by ourselves. Oh, my God. I forgot Opec. about that. That just popped into my head. Terrible memory. Next up, we got an email from AJ Litwin. Hey, Bunners. Just curious as to your thoughts here. I live in a college town, so every new fall semester, there's a small influx of new heads at the skate park. Some of the new guard are competent on a board. Some are just beginning to dial in the fundamentals, but historically, it has always been a small group of newcomers. This new year has been totally different. Due to the pandemic, the enthusiasm for outdoor activities is at an all-time high. The local skate shop is doing better than ever despite all the adversities this year. And all in all, the newfound enthusiasm for skating is really encouraging to see in such a small town. Nowadays, the skate park is reliably packed on any given day when before it was just a handful of locals. Plus, you're token little kids learning how to ride a scooter or a bicycle. But there seems to be a persistent etiquette issue amongst the new action sports curious crowd. Almost no one is paying attention to what's going on outside of their own bubble, and there are frequent near misses for collisions that could ostensibly cause significant damage to both parties between all of the boards, scooters, and bikes flying around. People are dropping into ramps when they see other skaters clearly charging for the box that's right next to the flat they're rolling out to. Kids are trying flip tricks right next to you when there's plenty of space to the side there would be a cushion if they happened to bail and their board went flying. I suppose what I am getting at is a question of a general lack of mindfulness in the new generation. Am I just a crotchety old man for writing this, or will you acknowledge that there is some genuine collective friedness going on with our youth that could be addressed in a better way than yelling, watch where you're going, when an 11-year-old on a bike with pegs nearly misses you, 
not because he didn't see you, but saw you and clearly didn't give a fuck. Any advice you may have would be sincerely appreciated for the sake of patience. AJ Ponytail. P.S. As an American, thank you guys so much for what you do. Even the sound of human laughter is so uplifting during such tense times with the impending election and COVID cases rising nationally in combination with flu season. I fucking hope that I will never have to live through as stressful a year as this one, but it seems that at this point, nothing is a guarantee. Wish us luck. Well, the nice thing is since that email, Biden came through for the people. So he did. He beat the final boss, the fucking <laughs> kook of sin, the orange man. Fucking <laughs> put his tail between his legs, keep on walking. And uh, once he admits defeat, that will be even sweeter, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. But as far as these skate park kids, man, you know what's funny is I don't think it's this new generation. I think we're just getting older. Uh, when we were young, we were probably doing the same fucking shit. No clue what we were doing. Like, Or if, if you weren't doing that whack shit, there was other kids that were. So I think it's just a constant cycle of uh, the youth. And then you get older and you have skate park etiquette. Uh, I think all we can do is preach patience, man. And, and maybe remember Outdoor Adam, how he used to yell at us back in the day? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not yell at the kids, but, you know, tell them nicely. Like, every once in a while, I, I fucking got to tell someone I've done that. Remember, someone... He prefers to not go by outdoor, if you didn't know that. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, remember at Shred, like, someone would be doing a run, and then I'd, if anyone, myself, I, I put my board down to, like, start my run before they were finished their run, mm-hmm. and then he'd, like, snap on me. You can't do like, that. Pick up your fucking board. But he was so intense. But then you learn the lesson real quick. All right, next up, we got an email from Eli Katz. Chomp2, what's up, Bunters? Let's say Ty Evans stops making cheesy, unwatchable videos and decides to finally make Chomp on this, too. What top five filmers would you like to see parts from? My personal first choice is for Grant Yansura. P.S. Respect to Ty for making some of the best videos of all time. But goddamn, the last few have been tough to watch. Regardless, I'd love to hear him on the bunt someday. Thanks again for holding it down this season. Top five filmers, man. And or photographers? Yeah, sure, why not? Because they do they use photographers and chop on this, did they? I can't remember. But okay, I'm hitting it first. Strobeck. Can yeah. we get a Strobeck full part? It's photographers as well. Strobeck? Yeah, I would love that. Uh, my first pick, no surprise, Ryan Allen. Um, second pick, I'm going to go with Tom Morrison. Always behind the lens. Should be in front of it more often. Oh, almost forgot, but there's no way we're forgetting our main man, Spanish Mike. Oh, Jesus he might Christ. He might have my favorite style in all of skateboarding. And so. now he's on his workout tip, healthier than ever. Damn, as if we almost forgot. Big Spanish all day, last part. He would have last part. Dude. The style is just incomparable. Ollie up the stage is, to this day, one of the steeziest clips of all time. And then we'll wrap it up with Beagle, safe as boy. They can share a part. <laughs> all right, next up, we got an email from Nathan Feldhaus. Yo, what's up, boys? I know everyone loves talking illegal tricks, and I know you guys aren't big fans of board slides and lip slides on ledges. And my only exception is a back lip, preferably by Tom Knox. But besides that, I want to know your opinion on backboard 
that turns into a little Switch 5.0 thing and pop out to regular. <laughs> I've seen this trick done really well, but also really poorly. What y'all think? As always, loving the pod. Much love and shout out to all the homies holding it down in the 805. Peace. You know, when Brad Cromer started doing the board slide with the little nolly out, I did like it and I did try to learn that. But now it seems like people are converting to this board slide to switch 50180 out, I guess you would call it. Um, overall consensus would be a no-go for me, unless it's Brad Cromer. Yeah, I'm not really about that life either, but it comes to no surprise to the listeners. I mean, if you're steezy and trendy and do it real proper, do your thing, but you're going to catch us doing it around here. All right, next up, we got an email from Scott Cardigainer. What up, Bunters? I heard a little Nicotina stain praise from the GOATS last episode. That dude's been getting me psyched to go out and skate ever since his Bruns part dropped. You've got to get that legend in Studio E. I was watching a part that dropped on Thrasher the other day from a top dude. The tricks were fancy and all, but I started dozing. The opposite of the Nick Stain effect. Can I get a list of the current top five best skaters who are just boring as fuck? Oh, and Dono, a few episodes back, you mentioned that you don't care if a video has the aspect ratio 4.3 or 16.9. Just as long as they aren't mixed together. I totally back that, but I imagine you'll get both aspect ratios sent to you for the bunt vid. What you gonna do? Peace, Scott. These top five lists sometimes are too time consuming, so we apologize, but we're just gonna nominate one unfortunate I think, I think it's better to just do one rather than water it down to five. Like if we have one solid answer, why do you need five, you know? <laughs> um... I'm going to go with, no, we're going to go with Seva Kretkov. Unlimited skill, but uh, might catch a nap watching his part. It's completely unrelatable skill. Yeah. And then as far as the aspect ratio goes, luckily I'm not the one that's going to have to worry about that. That's going to be in the editor's hands, so hopefully they can figure that out. All right, next up we have an email from Nate. Kurlutu. Yo, Bunk Gang, it's your boy here. First of all, huge shout out to all my homies in Lakeland, Florida. Killing it with full-time work schedules, but still managing to catch each other on the sessions. But for my question, guilty pleasure tricks. So many illegal tricks, obviously, it gets brought up every episode, but everyone has that one terrible trick that they can do at any point, but only in hiding so the homies don't trash you. Say and Donald, what are your guilty pleasure tricks? I feel ashamed to say this, but I can fling a nolly laser on command. Absolute worst trick, but it works, and my homies get a kick out of it. Much love from the Dirty South. Peace. Guilty pleasure tricks. I think we talked about this before, and it was like we chose one that we weren't going to do anymore, I think. And for me, it was always growing up was Switch 180 manual. Yeah, like, yeah. It, was, it was hideous. Half the time, I wasn't even 180. You could even call it a switch nose manny pivot to manual. <laughs> and I just told myself I wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah, we've definitely answered this question before, but we're both on a similar tip. I think it's when our legs are stiff and we're warming up. You just want to do the lazy, easy tricks, nollie front lips, half cap nose No, slides. I'm not, not doing nollie front lips. I love that trick. No, me too. I uh, was doing them yesterday. I'm just saying, like tricks that like we're probably not gonna go film but they help you warm up what about not lip on a handrail would be sick no i know i know i'm just saying like 
there's a lot of tricks on a ledge there's a lot of just like easy lazy tricks that we do in the warm-up process like yesterday i did a nollie front shove you know little half cab nose (laughs) i like half cab nose too one that i'm like is on the verge of becoming illegal but also isn't for me is the fakey uh, fakey nose grind like fakey always switch 5-0 it's like nolly 5-0 is pretty fucking illegal <laughs> so fakey it's literally just the same and i do it all the time what do you think about that mm, no i like that trick especially if you do it on like a hubba or a rail no but i mean just like on a flat ledge like if it's a, a ledge line and that's your first trick is like a setup like, oh that's pretty fucking easy yeah yeah no no that's that's not that's like a fake line <laughs> it's not fake but it's like come on put a little more effort into it all right next up we got an email aka a voice note of sin from uncle Kunkel. yo the bunt safe and donovan uh, I sent you guys an email, I don't know, two or three years ago. I was stoned off my balls. I was calling myself Adam, the first human. Yeah, I was I was pretty out of it. And I'm sorry, I misspelled you guys' name uh, on purpose. Or maybe not on purpose. You know, fuck. Well, my question is, could you guys cover a little bit more of the UFC or just MMA in general? Because I listened to the whole episode and I never understand a word of the American sports, the Canadian, like hockey, of course, but like the, what's it called, the MBL, MFL, I got no clue. So just throw in some, some trash talk about the fighters and I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, I love the podcast. Uh, all love from Sweden, from Adam. Not the first human, just Adam. Uh, so peace out. That's what's up. Thank you for the voice note, Adam, aka Uncle Conkle. Man, it sounds like he might still be on the medicinal a little bit, no? Yeah, what's good, bro? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> UFC talk. You got some in you? Who's your favorite fighter in the UFC? Um, I don't know. I, I never watched really, but I used to like Anderson Silva. I heard he got beat the other day. Yeah, poor guy. He came back for a little, a little victory lap and got his ass handed to him. I actually watch all the UFCs, so I could talk about it, but like, it'd be just like talking about hockey. I'm just talking to myself, man. That's why we talk about the NBA and the NFL. It's because the sports that we enjoy that are we have in common. It's already hard enough for me to talk about the NHL by myself to do it in the UFC. Maybe I'll make Safa watch the UFCs with me once this pandemic's over and it's the winter and ain't much going on. Just to make you happy, homie. I don't know if I got that much time just for that. For the people, man. (laughs) Safa's for the people. All right, next up, we got an email from Brian Rinkin. Yo, what up, Bunk Crew? Shout out to y'all for the podcast getting me through my workday growing that Cali weed. Question for both you guys. Have you ever thought of getting more filmers and photographers on the podcast, such as Peter Sidlowskis, Atiba Jefferson, Ryan Garsho, Rhino, and all the other skaters helping the homies get clips? Thank you guys for the podcast. Keep killing it. Lots of filmer questions this week. We get this question all the time. Got nothing against it. (laughs) I fucking hope so. Uh, It'll happen, man. It'll happen when it happens, but... uh... Shit. Honestly, so many people this to interview. podcast and the way the interviews work, it's like half 
seeking people out half it just happens man so it's just a natural progression i'm sure we will get to more filmers and photographers like we've had a couple already we did we had grant which was an epic interview grant we did strobeck and then we did castrucci like they're coming yeah there's no rush she cuz last but not least we got an email from alan cox yo bunt gang just wanted to say special thank you to donovan last season of the bunt it was mentioned that he got married (laughs) and it was a couple weeks before i proposed myself since i spent too much on covid chilling with y'all i took it as an inspiration and we're to be married in a couple months my next plan is kids and i know donald already has the jump on me my question is what advice do you have for new husbands and fathers to keep their marriage strong while still having time to backtail to regs oh my god i mean we're not married T- yet tell us donald we're not married yet but once the pandemic's over i'm sure that won't be far away um what advice do i have i mean if if your girl's saying yes and she's having a baby with you she already knows who you are so just keep being yourself man you're a skater before you met her you're a skater through your relationship you're gonna be a skater when you're a dad too you obviously don't get to just come and go as easy as you want anymore but the saying goes uh a happy wife is a happy life and a happy skater is a skater who skates so let your wife know that and <laughs> I think it'll all work out, man. But just be straight up, be honest, and just keep being yourself, dog. And get those back tails popping. Oh, that's tremendous advice. Was it actually? Yeah. Huh. That was good. <laughs> now you're roasting me. I know I my voice sounded like that, but that's because I was stretching. That's, yeah. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails and voice notes in to the buntlive.com. And maybe let's skip these top five, top three things, and let's just go straight to the number one, all right? <laughs> yeah, a.k.a. Donald's a dad now. He ain't got time for these goddamn lists. <laughs> if you're still listening, you know exactly what time it is. It's The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. In one of our group chats, we had a little MVP discussion this week. I was throwing Kyler Murray's name in the hat, and I quickly got shut down by Robbie Brockle, who said it's without a doubt Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, you were a prisoner of the moment, but I don't blame you. I was against you in that league with Robbie, and uh, you have Kyler Murray, who I drafted Kareem Hunt ahead of him. You know, that choice has gone back and forth a little bit this year. When Chubb went down, Hunt's stock went a little bit higher than Murray's, but he didn't really take advantage like most people thought he would. And now Chubb coming back is evening out. Kyler Murray's the number one player in fantasy. Well, so you know what it is. You know I had to sell high on Remo, and I got Mahomes out of it. So oh, oh I, I MVP can't candidate yourself. Yeah. So, and then I went and got Kareem. Yeah. Everything just works out. The real MVP is Mahomes, though, in my opinion. At right now, that's what Robbie said too. Mm-hmm. What do you uh, say? Twenty-four touchdowns, one interception, and they're what seven and one. I can't remember their record. They've got one L to the Raiders. Yeah, who they get to play again, and I expect them to destroy them the second time around. Uh, but yeah, dude, I love the MVPs that kind of move in silence. The 
the Chiefs have kind of been under the radar, weirdly. Even the the Ravens this year, like there's yeah. so much attention on, you know, Tampa, even Kyler, the Seahawks, mm-hmm. you know, the the Bills early in the season. Of course, the Cowboys winning or losing, they're getting a bunch of attention. But Mahomes just kind of been quietly doing his thing. I feel like it it started off as uh, Josh Allen MVP, then out of about week three went to Russell Wilson. And then Tom Brady started kind of yeah. figuring out what yeah. he was doing down there in Tampa. And then it was Tom Brady. And then yesterday I was watching Kyler Murray and just seeing him do whatever the <laughs> hell he wants. I was like, you know, it's fucking Kyler's time. And then they lost the game. <laughs> well, that, that was on the kicker. Honestly, that was on the kicker. But he's taken... I mean, the offense is great. His wide receivers have been great. D-Hop, Christian Kirk now coming into his own. That is a bad team that he's doing great things with. He almost had them at 6-2, and two, but like the same can be said about the team he lost to. The Fitzpatrick Tua taking Miami to 6-2 and two or whatever the record is. 6-3 and three now, I think. That's incredible. But what also happens a lot with MVP things is you do overlook guys like Patrick Mahomes. And... When I sat back and thought about it and took that text from Robbie in, I figured I had to slow my roll a little bit. <laughs> and it it is undoubtedly Patrick Mahomes right now. All day, man. Him and uh, Kelsey, Tyreek. Oh, my God. Le'Veon Bell ain't doing jack shit. The running backs, it Clyde still ain't, ain't doing figured much. out, man. Yeah. It still isn't figured out, but they got Mahomes. They got Tyreek. They got the pass catchers. I'd like to see them use Hardman a little bit more, but... In due time, you know, in due time. Is that because you drafted him kind of early in uh, early? I, I, I think swear- I traded him anyway. Uh, no, but I swear you took him in like the sixth round or something, and and you got called out mid draft for reaching. <laughs> Anyways, you better keep it moving, dog. <laughs> no, I just, that, I just that is not the truth. But all right, it, throw that. Are out you there. kidding me? The sixth round. Yo, pause. Okay, hold on. So the research has been done, and I took him in the eighth round, and now the ghost would like to apologize for coming at me. For I ain't reaching. apologizing. Early in the eighth, McCole Hardman was going in, like, round 12 in most leagues. So, whatever. It wasn't as bad as I remembered, but... Where's your team in that league now? In sixth place. Oh, man. What happened this week? Did McCole lay a whooping on your ass? Or McCole's team? I have Mahomes, fool. I, I got Kyler. What, what point are you trying to make? Yeah, you beat me this week, but... It didn't do any... Like, it's the sixth round. You can... Or the eighth round to take a little risk and go for a high upside guy. Is it that bad? I just... Yeah. I mean, McCole Hardman's dust. He's all right. He's all right, but... Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I know you wanted to talk about this. Saints, Buccaneers, Sunday Night Football. People thought it was going to be a game of the week. It was probably one of the worst games of the goddamn season. I mean, I got Drew Brees in one league, so <laughs> it was nice. Yo, that was the best he's looked all year by far. Uh, very few incompleted passes. He was throwing more than two yards in front of him, which was nice to see. But he still does that a lot, even in this game. No, I know, but in this game, at least he was throwing like 10 yards. Oh, like a <laughs> seven-yard cross, yeah. Uh, but nah, yeah, that game was a huge letdown. Um, Antonio Brown's big debut that I was looking forward to and the the return of Michael Thomas. Both of them didn't do much. But uh, that is the Michael Thomas effect, though, for Drew Brees. When you have that stud out there garnering that much attention, you can still use Kamara. I think he used, like, what, seven 
different wide receivers or seven different pass uh, catchers. I think when I remember them saying when uh, fucking Emmanuel Sanders caught his touchdown, he was the eleventh receiver like that's to catch ridiculous. a pass. And so shout out to Michael Thomas that he opens up the offense for everyone. Yeah. So that's two losses to the Saints from the Bucks. People thought, you know, we the week one loss, brand new team, working out the kinks. They thought the Bucks were gonna give it to them. I think every person on TV picked the Bucks to win that game. All wrong. The beauty of it is the Bucks could win the Super Bowl and they don't have to play the Saints again. So it doesn't even matter. Yo, Robbie. Robbie Brockle, legend with an epic fail. I think he needed I think he needed like um six points between Gronk and Brady to win his matchup and he got five point something. I can't imagine what he felt like to watch the Brady pass to Gronk that just was like <laughs> two inches past his fingertips and the look in both their eyes walking off the field on that one. Oh, Robbie, it sucks, man. But I don't feel bad for you because I lost on a Tom Brady knee last week. So it happens, man. Yo, uh, what was it? Yo, Tom Brady's third pick was fucking hilarious. Yo, he just threw like a fucking noodle pass straight up into the air. That I love was those ones. Way too easy. Why do quarterbacks do that? Like, I, I could have picked that off. That shit <laughs> the was hilarious. desperation <laughs> was getting insane. So, knowing what we know now, heading into week. 10 is it a fantasy football yep we're past halfway we're coming into the stretch for the playoffs american thanksgiving quickly approaching you get to redraft who are you taking with the first overall pick cool well after these last two weeks you know you want to say dalvin cook but it's a toss-up between camara and cook it's well, a it big toss-up i don't know man i i'm gonna go with camara just because I just he's less of an injury risk we've seen Dalvin go down late in seasons a few times so as much as this two-week heater of pain big shout out to Dalvin uh has been crazy to watch and unfortunately I was against him this week in one league but I'll go Camara. Hmm. you know the thing with uh Dalvin is you do have to own Alexander Madison but I feel the same with Kamara if I had Kamara and didn't have Latavius Murray I would be absolutely shit in my pants as well and it's just not a two-week heater man he's been doing this all season two okay, weeks of the, like 37 plus yeah, points the two weeks is that like, i understand on, you know what I mean? but so those two go in the draft who's the next man Devonte adams 100 the best pass catcher in the league right now working with aaron Rodgers, tay tay doing his thing to all you zeke managers out there i'm sorry i was one I just flipped him for Julio Jones. Yeah, you did well, but you sold him to a guy that like doesn't have internet or <laughs> live on the face of this earth. So <laughs> must have been easy. Oh yo yo! Uh, in our one league, the the league I'm a rookie in, it's Donovan and our other friends. Uh, they call it the Money League with the big buy-in. I'm currently in eighth, I believe. Top six make it. I need to win out the season, so go four and zero rest of way. So just letting y'all know. Uh, wish me luck and uh, maybe maybe I'll sneak into that sixth seed shout out to uh, my supporters <laughs> and I am well on my way to pulling off the unprecedented three-peat in that league I will sell every draft pick it takes to make sure I win it for a third time in a row 
So, Simon, if you're listening and there's any scraps left on your team after what I did to you last week, send them my way. If I lose this week, <laughs> it's a fire sale for me as well. So you can have Miles Sanders. Nobody's fucking listening now. <laughs> Let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> All right, peace, y'all.